Friday, and it's a Black Joy Friday. Today is January 12th, National Pharmacist Day. Not to be confused with Street Pharmacist Day, which is its own other thing. But to be honest, you know, the pharmacists, they're doing their own thing too. Coming up today, we're spreading Black Joy all day because that's what we do. That's our own thing. We've also got my public seals announcement, the PSA. We got things I learned this week and the Black Spin and more. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Let's end your week on a right note. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And you know what happens every Friday, right? It's a Black Joy Friday. So we got to hit you with these. A story of Black Joy. At only six years old, Chandler Hughes is a child prodigy, y'all, and one of the youngest members of Mensa, the world's largest high IQ society. I really feel like I should test for Mensa. I think I'm a Mensa. Mensa, a nonprofit organization, welcomes those scoring at the 98th percentile or higher on a standardized, supervised IQ or other approved intelligence test. Little baby Chandler showcased his intellectual gifts early on and learned to read at just one year and nine months. Progressing swiftly in school, he then reached second grade reading and math levels before kindergarten, like pre-K. His dad says he's in a great environment where his teachers, his peers all support him. Just seeing how we can take this and increase literacy and math rates in our community and for him to continue to succeed in life. Even at this young age, Hughes already envisions a future as a medical doctor. Chandler says his dream is to help people when they are sick. Please don't make this baby grow up too fast, even though he's brilliant. That brain is is expanding and expansive, but I'd be feeling so scared that they're going to have these babies living the life of a 25-year-old at 15. So shout out to Chandler Hughes and his brilliance and the parents that are protecting him and the space with his educators. We'll be right back. That's the story of Black Joy at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals here, and it is time for us to get into our word game of the week. All right, this is the way this works. As y'all know, every day, I share with you all a word. Vocabulary building is one of my favorite things. I feel like it's so important that we expand our dictionary of words, our lexicon, if you will, to be able to express ourselves. So we do a little test, okay, every Friday because retention is the name of this game. So that's how it's going to go down. But first, I have to ask my contestants, what is your buzzer that you're going to buzz in with? Uh, Professor DJ Supreme? <laughs> Mine is going to be Hove. I'm feeling like the Sean Carter of this word game over here. Okay, like all right. Sean Carter Ola of the word game. Oh, Vito. <laughs> how about you, DJ? I'm feeling functified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how it's going to go down. All right. So the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you the definition and you're going to tell me the word. The definition is something that is very difficult or strenuous. Something that is very difficult or strenuous. Oh, my goodness. And this was an easy one, too. It was. Do I need to multiple choice this? Yeah, yeah, because once I hear it, okay. I know what it is. It's, it's so easy, I forgot it. Okay, so your options are incipient, arduous, arduous, skulk. It is arduous. Arduous. Oh, oh, but oh, functified. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Carter. <laughs> no, Sean Carter of uh, Sean Carter of Canarsie Projects buzzed in. <laughs> arduous. That was definitely arduous. All right. The word was arduous. All right. This next definition is. This word describes things which are beginning to come into being or which are to become oh. apparent. Oh. Yes. Incipient. That is correct. The word is incipient. It's an adjective. It is an adjective. It means developing, emerging, inceptive. All right. Um, okay. This next definition to move around, hide, or conceal something in a secretive uh, oh. way. Oh, fuck the fuck. I feel like she was... Oh, well, no, I feel, no, 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 that was TJ. She was she was trying to get it out. My bad. And so I'm, I'm going to give it to TJ, yes. She said, no, 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 no. What's the word? It is skulk. That is correct. Yes. Skulk is to move around, hide, or conceal something in a secretive way or with sinister intent. All right. The final word is to look or stare with uh, all right, let me finish the definition, but we're gonna come to we're gonna come to uh DJ Professor Supreme. About to get disqualified. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. To look or stare with sullen annoyance or anger. Supreme? That is glower. That is correct. I remember that one too. That was a good one. That was a good one. So this week's words are skulk, incipient, arduous, glower. It is arduous to skulk around and glower at an incipient project. Just let it happen in due time. She's spitting bars today. She is smart. She's smart. She's smart. All right. Well, your winner is DJ Professor Supreme. But you know what, TJ, for your first time playing, you got on the board. Okay? You got on the board. So we're going to give you your props for that. We're going to give you your props for that. All right. Y'all know what to do. Try and use these words in a sentence this weekend. You know, especially if you're like on the phone with customer service, pull one of these out. Test drive it. See how it goes. All right. We'll be right back y'all it's a fun day friday at the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up okay now since that's something important to say allow me to reintroduce myself it's a public seals announcement on the amanda seal show can y'all feel it 2024 is just ushering in a release of realism it's happening whether you like it or not So I suggest everybody get on board, you know? And when I say get on board, I mean really reevaluate. Look around at the people in your life, look into yourself, and really ask yourself, what are your metrics of truth, of love, of friendship, of relationships, of business? Like it's time to do a real reassessment, okay? Forget the exit interview. This is the entrance interview into a new era. And it's going to start with you. So get busy. We ain't walking into the new year. We done been dropped into the new year. Yes. Like we coming from a plane and they like, good luck. You better find that parachute handle.
Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. Did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that. The Amanda Seal Show. Lie to you, Jack. We ain't nobody's fool. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. What's up, y'all? It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals, and you have reached the Amanda Seals Show. I'm not available to take your call right now, but I want to know what's on your mind. So you know what to do with the beep. Leave me a message. I think with the Cat Williams situation, I believe in everyone speaking their truth, but I do believe that there's a certain degree of truth that you have to give to the mass majority of people. And when you go to go speak your truth, you can't tear others down in, in the process that 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 that's like a, a total double whammy in the situation I mean you're never going to get nowhere you're just going to get people talking and trying to figure out what the real deal is but in all actuality they, they missed your point because there's so much of a hype surrounding it if you've grown as an individual and you read 3,000 books and things of that nature then your intellect should be up there to the point where this is not the result and you got your point across without tearing folks down. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah, Cat Williams, he definitely said an earful. Um, whether, you know, it was 100% truthfulness to his part, who knows? We probably will never know as, as the mass majority. But Hollywood is highly weird. So, hey, it is what it is, right? Bye-bye. He's passionate. <laughs> By the way, I feel like people use this tearing folks down thing very, very loosely. Like... If you're talking about your truth or you're talking about a situation that you were in and the, and you're saying that someone else is wrong, a lot of times people will be like, you're tearing that person down. Now, when he called Cedric the Entertainer a walrus, yes, that is tearing <laughs> someone down. That, yeah, that is. I think that, that, that is an example of that. Um, but you know what? If his goal was to get people talking, she on here calling talking. So, you know, I think that's the question is like, what was his goal? We don't really know, but if that was one of the goals, well, then he hit that one out the park. We'll be right back here on another Fun Day Friday, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this up. We shine. comedian and common sense specialist happy friday today is january 12th 2024 last hour i said 1924 which by the way it is the 20s and in the 20s well there was racism on the rise uh the economy was on the low and uh basically black folks was trying to figure out how are we gonna make the next step in this nation (laughs) sound familiar Yes. All right. So we're not that far removed. And it's 100 years later. The biggest difference, Wi-Fi. Happy birthday to... Howard 
Howard Stern. It is Howard Stern's birthday. Happy birthday to my fellow radio uh, speaker, presenter, etc. Howard Stern, definitely an icon in this field. Coming up this hour, we're going to be spreading black joy. Okay, because we always love to show love to the folks that are making sure that blackness is uplifted. Also, our resident movie critic Desmond Thorne is here with Watch Don't Watch. and He's going to tell us what we can watch and what we don't want to waste our time with. Plus, we have things I learned this week. And I want to share with you all the things that I have learned this week because knowledge is power and sharing the power is building community. You feel me? Plus, we're going to check the voicemails. Make sure you call us. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We will be right back to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals here, and you know it is Black Joy Friday. So it's time for another one of these. A story of Black Joy. There we go. There we go. The 2024 Grammy Awards will pay tribute to the groundbreaking rap group N.W.A. Give it up for N.W.A. Honoring them with the highly coveted Lifetime Achievement Award during this year's Special Merit Awards. The release of their seminal album, Straight Outta Compton, in 1988, served as a cultural turning point sparked widespread conversations about censorship, police brutality and social injustice tracks like F the police and express yourself became anthems that echo the sentiments of a generation grappling with systematic oppression beyond their collective success each member of NWA has carved out individual paths in the music industry even though Amanda is not feeling one of the members of NWA. We're not going to no, talk I'm about not. that right now. <laughs> Ice Cube, that's what we're talking about, but it's a Black Joy Friday, so we're not going to get into that. Despite controversy surrounding their explicit lyrics, NWA's authenticity earned them critical acclaim and devoted following. Their trailblazing approach set the stage for subsequent generations of hip-hop artists. Give it up for NWA. N.W.A. was a time. See, Dolores Tucker was not having it, okay? You know what's crazy, though? It's like, I get it, but in hindsight, I'm like, damn, the elders were right, though. That's what I was I was going to ask you. Were you allowed to listen to N.W.A. as a kid? Like, I didn't discover no. N.W.A. until I was, like, 20. Like... I mean, I only heard it because I was around older kids that were playing it. I wasn't like allowed. Like no one was playing that around me. Like an adult wasn't playing that in the car casually. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember my cousins listening to Express Yourself. And I remember the video for Express Yourself. Yes. F the police and all that. Nah, we wasn't doing that in, in, in my household. I remember the first time I heard hip hop was at an after school program at Lassen Elementary School. I was in kindergarten. This white boy named Kelly was playing Run DMC. Mm. And shortly thereafter, NWA came into the mix Um, because I grew up on the West Side in L.A. But yeah, like in hindsight, they was talking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fonnie Willis would have indicted them on them lyrics. There's that. Uh, but congratulations, because it doesn't matter what hindsight says. They were groundbreaking in what they brought to the table. And they actually did expose a lot of conversations that weren't being had. As they say at the end of Boys in the Hood, either they don't know, mm. don't show, mm. or don't care about what's going on in the hood. <laughs> 
That's a fact. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, let's go. Come on now, stop playing. It's the Amanda Seals Show. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. It is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And it is time for another edition of Watch, Don't Watch with our TV film connoisseur, Desmond Thorne. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Desmond, what are we watching? What do you feel like we need to be watching? Okay, so I feel like we need to be watching the film May, December. What? Yes, yes. Really? Yes, 100%. I okay, think, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I think this film perfectly balances a tone of dark comedy and like a telenovela ness, while also talking about issues that are quite dark themselves. And I think that that is a hard balance to strike, and it's done well, really well. Can you well. tell them what the movie is about? So, the movie essentially is about Natalie Portman plays an actor who is playing a character played by Julianne Moore. And right. that's really all I can say <laughs> without giving too much away. <laughs> True. True. And I also read the screenplay for this film and it's so well-written. Like the action in the screenplay is funny and that's conveyed on screen. So, you know, as a writer yourself, that's skill. That's some skill right there. Listen, okay. For me, I was like, I did. I just watched two crazy white women for two hours. Like, that's how well, I was yes. watching Made of December. Made of December. I mean, listen. If that's your vibe, then you gonna get it. You are gonna get all the crazy white woman vibes that you can. Because just when you think that you know who the bad guy is, you're like, there is no bad guy. Everybody trash. Isn't that crazy though? That's the crazy thing. Except for this young man who is just really trying his best to like live his life and figure out like what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. he's very good. Mr. Riverdale. Very good. He's very good. They're acting. They're acting. They are acting. (laughs) The the girls are acting in the film. There's a gratuitous lisp. Oh yes. Um, I'm not sure where that came in the development of the character, but it's there. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's very much there. Very much there. The lisp is lisping. All right, so that's on Netflix, and it's a yes, movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Netflix what is movie. our Don't Watch? For so our week? Don't Watch is also a Netflix movie. It is called Maestro. This is oh, the this story. Is, mm-hmm. This is Bradley Cooper? Yes, Bradley Cooper trying. I've never <laughs> seen someone try so hard <laughs> at anything. This I is... literally didn't watch this because you told me not to watch it. <laughs> and my job here is done because this is the story of composer, conductor, Leonard Bernstein. And it just left me wondering why Bradley Cooper wanted to tell this story other than him wanting oh. to like get an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, I hate those types of movies where you're literally. watching it like, oh, somebody's trying to get an Oscar here. Like somebody really was like, get me an Oscar role. Literally. Yeah. And you can see it in every single frame. And like, that is not a bad goal to have, but I shouldn't see it in every single thing that you're doing, you know? There's a movie, like, I don't like movies where I'm like, oh, I'm watching y'all act. 
Y'all acting mm-hmm. right now. Oh, what acting with me? all capitals. There's a movie Makeup. on Hulu with uh, Elon Noel, who played Daniel on uh-huh. Insecure. And it really is just, I, I, I love black actors getting work, but it was one of those times where I was like, yeah, y'all are acting. I'm watching yeah. y'all like, we yeah. have decided to act. We're here <laughs> to act. We are chewing our words. We are sweating on that, screen. <laughs> that. All yeah. right, well, y'all heard it here right here from our TV film got guru, Desmond Thorne. Watch May, December on Netflix. Don't waste your time with Maestro. Yep. All right. All right. I trust I trust your opinion on things. <laughs> uh I actually now that I think about it, I only watched May December because you told me to. <laughs> See? The influence. <laughs> you know what I will that you know what I will say though? Like I could have stopped. I could have stopped <laughs> That's watching. True. And I didn't. That's I didn't. True. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> you know, it's there. The there is a performance that is performing. So yes. thank yes. you, Desmond, for always stopping through to help us know what to watch and don't watch right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back, y'all. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Things I learned this week. Yeah. Shout out to you, Seals, for being a real one. We trying to learn. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time to get into some things I learned this week. Yeah. Okay, so this first one is called the burnt toast theory. It's the idea that your inconveniences may be protecting you from a worse situation, i.e. missing your flight, but coming to find out that where you were sitting is you would have been stripped out of the plane. If y'all weren't watching this week, there was an Alaska Airlines flight that was leaving Oregon, going to Ontario, California, and literally a whole piece of the plane just flew off and there was a whole hole in the plane. Guess what? The people that were sitting in that row missed their flight. If they had been sitting in that row, God forbid they had their their, uh, seatbelts off, they would have just been sucked out of the plane. The burnt toast theory is the idea that if you burn your toast before work and it adds five to 10 minutes to your trip, it's actually saving you from something catastrophic. So that was something I had never heard of, the burnt toast theory. But I thought that was something to share with y'all because it's also a nice way to uh, get a silver lining to when you know that you done messed up and you done thrown off your whole day. All right. (laughs) So there is that. Um, I also learned this. Did you know... That when a baby suckles at its mother's breast, a vacuum is created within which the infant's saliva is sucked back into the mother's nipple, where receptors in her mammary gland read its signals. This is called baby spit backwash, and it contains information about the baby's immune status that then causes the mother's breast milk to adjust its immunological composition. Mm. So basically, like if the mammary gland, like if it detects that there's like some type of germs or, you know, viruses in the baby, like it will make the mother's body produce antibodies to fight it. Wow. So now when I see four-year-olds breastfeeding, I'm not going to be like, come on. (laughs) I get it. Uh, So I also learned that the blood of the horseshoe crab is bright blue and it contains a special 
lysate, like a special cell that's useful because it causes um, the body to clot around certain toxins. And so they use this to create vaccines. They use like the blood of the horseshoe crab in their like development of vaccines. And I always am surprised when like just a random animal has something in its makeup, in its body that scientists have found to be able to use to like advance science, advance medicine, et cetera. The problem though, is that then they do this thing where they just breed a bunch of horseshoe crabs to kill them for this purpose. So there's that. But these are the things I learned this week, y'all. Listen, you can't say that I am not versatile in my knowledge. We learned about mama boobies. We learned about horseshoe crab blood. And we learned about burnt toast keeping you from getting sucked out of a plane. And now you know too. Call me up with your things you learned this week. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We up, we up, we up. And you have reached the Amanda Seal Show. I, Amanda Seals, I'm not available to pick up right now, but I've been thinking about you. So go ahead and let me know what's up. You can get in on any of our topics or let me know what you think about the show. After the beat, leave me a message. I'm really tired of women claiming to be fit and claiming to go to the gym and get sponsorships for gym memberships when they themselves have liposuction and all these augmentations and they're not truly themselves. If she really was meg fit or whatever her little emoji thing is, she would have been in the, in the gym. All these women... Every woman needs to know that their bodies are not, they're not picture perfect and they're not gonna be what's in the videos or in the magazines. And if we wanna be real femme and have this real femme power, embody what God really gave you and stop pretending that you have a natural body and give this like image off to children. Oh, I mean, I didn't even think about the kids. I was like, to give this image off to other women. <laughs> um, it's so bugged when, like, the, when she added the kids part because I was like, it immediately made me think, like, when I was a kid, I didn't know nothing about any of that, like liposuction or people getting like body augmentation. I mean, I think you hear about like, man, it was kind of new. Yeah, like, well, I guess it wasn't as. It definitely wasn't like mainstream. You know, like talked about either like um, it was more of something people did kind of on the hush hush. Mm -hmm. Like people wouldn't want to admit that they got a nose job. Yeah, 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 yeah. That used to be a big deal. I remember they used to talk about it like on the 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 ET the tabloid shows and stuff. And then like put like a side by side. Like this is her nose in January. This is her nose in May. And I remember Michael Jackson was the main person they would talk about with that too. Yeah, rest in peace, Mike. But yeah, rest in peace, Mike. I I saw somebody. Um, he was like in the back of a car dancing to a Robert Kelly song at his bleachest of bleachiest and somebody was like oh my god Mike was so handsome and I was like (laughs) (laughs) earlier in the game yes earlier in the game yes but unfortunately um, you know uh, that body dysmorphia got got to him but this lady was talking about Meg Thee Stallion by the way she was she said Meg Meg fit or something like that but yeah yeah well, you know, what you gonna do? Um, the tummy tea movement, they they, they tried to get me into that. 
They called, they hit me up, emailed me many times. Like, will you promote Flat Tummy Tea? No, I will not. I will mm-hmm. not. I I don't think this is a good idea. Then you got the Ozempic Olympic champions out here. Um, taking that, uh, what, is that the diabetes medicine? That people yes. Take? Okay. You can't, t- like Oprah was out here like, yeah, I'm on a uh, holistic diet. And then was like, well, I also take medication for weight loss. Ma'am. That's what Taraji was talking about. You know what, Supreme? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, But the message of this is uh, this caller, you know, was was great, which is honestly like learn to love yourself. Learn to love yourself because this this media empire will try and tell you every which way that you are wrong so that it can sell you something to quote unquote fix it. But maybe you is already perfect. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Comedian and common sense specialist Amanda Seals. Today is Friday, January 12th, 2024. Did you know that it was on this day back in 1915 that the U.S. House of Representatives rejected a proposal to give women the right to vote? Women obtained the right to vote in 1920. That's five years later with the 19th Amendment. Yep. And uh, I just thought, I always want to remind y'all that these rights we have are just because folks said okay fine here you damn okay so it can be taken the same way it was given i just want to always remind people of that because i feel like roe v wade y'all wasn't enough to shake y'all up but uh when we back in these cotton fields y'all gonna be like bang amanda did tell us that when she was on the radio way back when two years ago all right coming up this hour we are sharing more black joy plus we've got another edition of for the record and we'll check the voicemail make sure you stay connected with me the phone lines are open 24 7 all right all you got to do is call us up 1-855 amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 you can join the conversation anytime and you can follow us on social media at seals said it we'll be right back to the amanda seals show it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It is time for yet another A Story of Black Joy. Rapper Corday and New Dad has joined forces with Rock the Bells and Eminem for their HBCU School of Music campaign. So the campaign was announced last month to celebrate and honor HBCU's impact on hip-hop's legacy and culture. Rock the Bells set out to commemorate various Black universities that have deep connections with hip-hop icons, like Rally's very own spoke out about he got involved with this partnership. Corday says, I've been a devoted fan of hip hop since I was a teenager. And LL Cool J is one of those prominent figures I admire. So he says that Rock the Bells and Eminem's approached him about participating in the HBCU School of Music campaign and the chance to give back to HBCUs by mentoring students was a no brainer. Mm. We love it. Shout out to Corday. I like his lyrics too. He's- I really like his music. Yeah. I really like his music. Solid. Like I, he has, I forgot what album, what the name of the album is, but I think it's his first album. Like it's a straight through, no skips. Yeah, solid, like, solid. Mm-hmm. So big ups to the brother. He's also like very like, uh, like nice. 
And yeah, he seems like he's real laid back in every interview I've seen. He's just kind of, you know, chilling. Yeah. Shout out to Corday. Keep it Pleasant. up. Keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. And we're going to keep it up. we got more Black Joy for you on Amanda the Black Joy Friday. Show. We, we, up, up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. Del- delving deep, deep into your favorite creator's right. musical insights. I know this is one of your favorite records, and it's one of mine, too. Talking about their favorite records. It's for the record. Yeah, everybody loves that song, man. It was number one in the country. What up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for us to go... <laughs> For the record with George Wallace, the legendary comedian, actor and producer. And he is joining us today on For the Record. You know, I love this segment because we get to learn about people through the music that speaks through them. So this is how it goes. I'm going to give George the scenario. He going to give me the song. Okay, so first off, George. This is hard. Go ahead. This is hard. You should have told me about this before. You should have warned me about this. Go ahead, Amanda. No, because I like people's first, the first song that comes to their head is usually the right one. So what is a song that describes your love life? Uh, All you need is love. Boom, 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 boom. All you need is love. And just love and love, yeah. So Beatles, the Beatles, all you need is love. You said my love life, right? Yes. Does that include like sexual things? Because you know, as I, no, because uh, you know, I told him on on Sherry's show. I, I think I might be a bisexual because the last time I had sex, I was by myself. Is this no. a family show? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Amanda. You can't ask a comedian, you can't ask a, comedian a, a, a a real question. Go ahead. Okay. Well, tell me All this. No, like, what, what, as a comedian who's been touring forever, like, how did that affect your love life? How does it affect my love life? Ah, question number ding. That was my answer. Go ahead. All you need is love. <laughs> did you just evade an answer? I'm surprised. Did we get George Wallace stuck? <laughs> I told you this is hard. No, I was asking you, like, as a as a comedian who's toured forever, I feel like that's hard. It's hard to have a love life or, like, settle down or stick with somebody when you always on the road. Amanda, let's make one thing perfectly clear. Have you noticed most comedians and radio personalities are single? Yes. We are different. We think different. Nobody's going to tell me, ask me where you've been or where you're going. It's something that's something. We are so different. You ever walk in with a spouse or a friend and you see another comedian, you tell your spouse, your wife, I'll be right back. And you got to go over and sit with the comedian. There's something about our little fraternity sorority that is so different. We are different people. It's great that we do what we do. We are, well, it's my sex and it's my drugs. I love going mm-hmm. on that stage. When I see happy people, it makes me happier. I didn't mean to change the subject, but it was an important no, thing No, th- it's still on it because that's that's love. That's love. All, All right, next love. one. Now, I did not know this, but apparently at one point in time, you considered running for the mayor of Las Vegas. Is that true? No, I was on stage running. I just made it up. Hell, I'm running for president, too. <laughs> I was running for, I'm running for president, too. When Every time I see Trump, I say, I'm going to run. Listen, if he can win, you can win. So that's not far-fetched. Well, what is the thing song? I'm going to do, first of all, I'm going to pass. Chick-fil-A going to be up on Sunday. Go ahead. Question number B. I support that platform, Candidate Wallace. I support number that three. platform. Question uh, number what three. is? Steve Harvey oh, ain't hosted nothing no more when I'm president. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> 
Kombucha. Okay. Yeah, I knew this was going to be fun. I knew this was going to be fun. What is a song that describes the politics of today, in your oh, opinion? Oh, my God. And I had an answer for it. It describes the politics today. You dropped a bum on me. Mm. That's just a song that came up. You dropped a bum on me. And pretty soon I'm going to have a good I'm going to have a good answer for one of your questions. That was a great answer because it's very accurate. Are you into politics at all? Do you pay attention? I love politics. I wish I could be. I wish I could run the country. Oh, how nice would this country be if I ran the country? Probably those people would vote for me. <laughs> what is something so that things. you feel like is wrong with this country? Well, one thing wrong, they're letting all these big-ass dogs on these airplanes. Excuse me, TJ. They're letting these dogs on these airplanes. We don't need... I don't mean service dogs, but these support dogs. I was at... Uh, what's the place? The Olive Garden yesterday. They had a big dog. What the hell is stressing you out? You need a dog to come with you to eat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bottomless Alfredo sauce. It's too much anxiety, I'm too many to, options. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to eat my lasagna and your dog at the table licking himself. I don't need to say no stuff like that. Yeah, we'll be right back. We got more for the record with, with um, George Wallace. I bet Wallace. that producer TJ is going to get him off, get him off. <laughs> no, we got a little bit more, so we're going to stick around. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are joined today by comedian, legendary comedian, actor and producer, George Wallace. And we are in the middle of another edition of Picky Picky for the record. You know how it goes. I give our guests the scenario. They give us the song. All right, George. Now, I would love to hear, what is a song that describes your family? You got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. That'd be Carol King. Beautiful. Really? That is the greatest song ever written. Put a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. So tell me about your family. Were you only a child? Did you have a lot of world. brothers and sisters? Well, first of all, I have a large family. When I have my family reunion, it could be as many as 650 people. Both my grandmothers had 21 kids. That's 42 <gasps> kids. And I saw my grandmama two weeks ago. She's pregnant right now. But let me tell you something. It is imperative to love family. Family is all you need. Family is the greatest thing in the world. I love my family. And blood has nothing to do with family also. Let's make that perfectly clear. Amanda, don't you have some friends that are closer to you than blood relatives? All of my friends are closer to me than blood relatives. <laughs> Oh, you know, you really got a bad life, huh? You don't know no... <laughs> <laughs> I don't got a bad life, but I am definitely the black sheep in my family. All actually, right. They, actually, they all the black sheep. I'm they the are the black sheep. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you that. But hey. Young, this is my last song, George. This is my last song. Now, you, again, are a legend, a veteran comic. You've been out here keeping people laughing, keeping people filled with joy for decades now. What would you say is the theme song to your comedy career? You're my first, my last, <laughs> my everything. My everything. <laughs> and the answer to my dream. Comedy is number one for me. I love it more than anything else. I'm so blessed to be able to go on stage and make people laugh. And uh, it's just great. It's my everything. There's no drug like it. There's no sex like it. There's no friend like comedy. I love going to work every night. I've been doing it for 47 years and the same amount of time as 
Jerry Seinfeld, he and I started together 47 years ago, and we're still best friends, and uh, just thought I'd say that. We'll talk to him about Palestine. Um, do you feel like comedy has taken a different position now? Because a lot of people ask me that all the time. Like, oh, why are people putting so much weight on com- on comedians? Like, why are people making everything so serious with comedians? Do you feel like that's something new? And do you feel like it, it should be or should not be? If it is? It is what it is. It always has been. It was new when... Um... Who was the first guy started? Lenny Bruce started. It was new when when uh, Richard Pryor started. It was always different. Mm-hmm. It's changed. It will always change. But the thing to do is just keep it funny. If you keep it funny, you will always be a good comedian. Keep it funny. And people will not let you laugh alone. And we already know laughter is the greatest medicine in the world. Okay? And most of all, laughter is free medicine. So that's why I encourage people to keep laughter in the reach of children. And when you stop laughing, when you start laughing for more than four hours, then you call your doctor. It's so important to keep laughter in your life. When you stop laughing, you stop living. Well, there y'all have it, y'all. There y'all have it. Legendary comedian, actor, producer, George Wallace. You can catch him this weekend at House 330 in Akron, Ohio, alongside Marsha Warfield. They're going to be keeping that laughing going. So go out there and live your life and get them laughs. All right. Shout out to everybody in Ohio. Thank you so much, George, for joining us on Picky Picky for the record right here at Amanda the Amanda Fields, you need to know this is Dr. George Wallace. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. I will not do anything about it because I love that you love me. I really do. I feel very honored that you said that. I do. Y'all know what to do. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show if you love me too. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hello? 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 You know I'm old school. It's Amanda Skills from the Amanda Skills Show. I want you to go ahead and leave me a message. I want to know what's on your mind. I want to know what's in your heart. I want to know if you learned something. Drop it after the beat. You know what to do. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hey, Amanda. Um, I was just listening to the show, and I was hearing y'all talk about the teacher who banned all of those uh, phrases from her classroom. I agree with you on the... Um, on the aspect that the teacher might be like we need more context because depending on who the teacher is or what their reason is they might want to just have the kids communicate uh, better in different spaces but I don't agree with the fact that these phrases are quote unquote anti-black being as though that the teacher wants to ban them I feel like a lot of these phrases are used everywhere by all cultures because of TikTok. Like, they went viral because of TikTok. So that's the one thing. But also, I feel like with the way children, like, the way the children's reading scores and how they don't know how to code switch and they don't they don't know how to speak properly in, like, the respective settings, I feel like this is probably a push forward to, like, train kids to speak properly or to train them to just articulate themselves differently. So I feel like the teacher is probably just trying to be progressive and trying to actually teach the kids and give them better tools to articulate themselves rather than them being closed-minded and using these same phrases that they see on TikTok. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. Have a great day. (laughs) 
Thank you. <laughs> I love y'all. I mean, listen, I think when, okay, one thing to me that is about, about encouragement is that when you like put the block on something, that doesn't encourage folks. So I feel like if a teacher is saying, I want to encourage them to use other forms and other ways to say things, then when you put the block on it, you're talking to kids, you're talking to teenagers. That is going to inspire them to absolutely try their best to put the block on your block. Like Mm -hmm. that's not going to encourage them to say like, let me expand. Now, when you create like systems of um, praise, right? Or, Or reward systems, even if it's a gold star system, like, okay, if you say bruh, and the teacher hears you, then you got to say another, a synonym for bruh. Mm. And you get a gold star. And at the end of the week, you got five gold stars and you get, I don't know, a free pizza party or something. Like that's the type of stuff to me that is about encouragement versus like, don't do that. That's wrong. Shaming. Yeah, shaming. Now, when she said about the anti-black thing, um, these are phrases that are started by black people. 100%. They're either nine, if they were on TikTok, the nine times out of 10, they're either black people or black gay people. Yeah. That's basically where majority of all of these like AAVE things from the recent years come from. All of that is giving yeah. and um, good, you know, and yeah. good morning, like all of that. Like, yeah. yeah. So we have to, by the way, gatekeep our language. And because that same language gets used by others to then get the benefits of being black adjacent. But then when we are using that language, for instance, in this classroom or on a stand in a courtroom, it's seen as we're dumb or we're Mm. not capable, et cetera. So, you know, just the kind of stuff that you got to keep aware. But ultimately, they are always trying to criminalize anything that black folks do. And really, that was designed by the same people who didn't even want us to read. So Mm, you don't want us to get educated. You don't want us to have access to resources. But yet you're shaming us for not having the resources that we would need in order to communicate with you in this particular fashion that you have only uh, allowed certain people in the ivory tower to have. So I didn't feel like she was coming at it like that. I didn't feel like she was looking down on people. I feel like she was just talking. Yeah, that that whole term speaking properly is Mm -hmm. crazy to me. Like, what? It was properly. It's very limiting. And I remember one time having uh, having words with a white girl when I was working at Sirius Radio oh because she was like, why do you speak hip hop? Can't you speak properly? Mm. And I glowered at her. I had to get her to okay. get Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> had to gather her up with a Columbia curse out and let her know that the way that she was speaking to me was deleterious oh. to her own safety. We'll be right back for the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. your favorite comedian and common sense specialist and Caribbean girl. Did you know that today is National Curry Chicken Day? 
All you don't know about that. All you don't know about that. There's a Guyanese person somewhere right now saying, we make the best curry chicken. And then there's a Trinidadian person somewhere right now saying, oh, absolutely not. And then there's a Jamaican person trying to really get into the conversation. But ultimately, we are going to say that it's between the Trinis and the Guyanese on who's making the best curry chicken. I'm just saying it's what it is. I can't, you can't hate the player, just hate the game. Okay. Okay. All right. So large up, large up, large up. Coming up this hour, we're going to share some more black joy because that's what we are committed to doing every Friday. Plus, we're going to hit you with the black spin. Me and our favorite DJ Supreme get into a little combo about hip hop. It feels so nice to talk about hip hop. I was listening to some real old school. I was listening to Gangstar Radio on my iTunes this weekend. Okay. And I just felt... Yeah, I just felt real authentic. <laughs> I felt, Word up, felt like up. A, Yeah, yeah, I felt like I had an AV on, you know what I'm saying? I just felt real authentic New York, even though, yeah, Guru's from Boston. Anywho, we got more for you right here at the Amanda Seals Show, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It is time for yet another A Story of Black Joy. All right, your man Ja Rule is giving back to Africa after signing a new record deal worth about $100 million. The Queen's native has also announced his plans to build a school in Ghana. Ja Rule says, let me get my, I'm building a school in Ghana. I can't wait to go and break ground. Rule love the kids. <laughs> I hope that it's a real school and not like a fake festival. See, this is the story of Black Joy. <laughs> my bad, my bad. It was right there. It was right there. <laughs> ja Rule isn't the first rapper to contribute to education for the less fortunate in places such as Ghana. Little John teamed up for Pencils for Promise, an organization that builds schools in developing countries like Guatemala, Laos, Nicaragua, and Ghana. John's donation to the program helped build a school that later enrolled 300 children. So shout out to those guys uh, supporting education in other countries. They need to do something over here because the educational system right here in America needs the help as well. So shout out to them for taking it worldwide. But let's bring it back domestically as well. You know what? I feel like it's probably easier overseas. I was going to say that. Yep. 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 I feel like it's probably easier for them to get in and do something, you know, and over here, it's like there's so much red tape, so many steps to everything. I had the uh, very fortunate um, experience of interviewing uh, labor union president of the Amazon labor union. Um, What's his name? Uh, Chris Smalls. And Mm. just like him breaking down, like how many steps are in the way of a labor union getting formed. It's like, this is a country of absolute bureaucracy and red tape just to stop everybody from doing anything. Like, mm. that's the real deal. That's so I wouldn't be surprised. But shout out to those brothers for, you know, going overseas. And, and the other part of it, too, and I learned this when I went to Kenya last year, like, you can help, like, two students over here with the same money that can help, like, literally mm. 22 students. Wow. Wow. Capitalism <laughs> runs deep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's the other thing. You also feel like, dang, like I can help 22 people. Let me put my money over there. So shout out to that. All right. You know what it is. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We got more Black Joy for you on a Black Joy Friday. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And it is time for us to get into another edition of the... Black Spin, where
where me and DJ Supreme just, you know, take a little moment to reminisce about hip hop because we love it so much and it is so different now. Yeah. Uh, let's take it back 20 years, class of 03, college you graduate. You, you know, let's go back in the day, back into time. Uh, what songs define your college years? Now, you have two sets of college years. You have master's degree as long as well as your bachelor's degree. So, flex on them one time. What, what songs take you back to those days of studying, being studious? Well, I'm about to, I will flex since you invited me to flex. Um, you know, the songs that define my graduate school years are actually very different because at that time I was also a VJ on MTV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it was different to experience it in the club than to experience it being introduced to the people from okay. the inception. So, yeah, it just, it's like a whole other thing. Uh, but I will say one of the songs that stands out during that time was Locked Up came out when I was in graduate school. Okay. And it, I just remember when I was hosting on MTV, like Locked Up was number one on Sucker Free Sunday for like 50, 11 weeks. Like yeah. everyone just could not get enough of Locked Up, they won't let me out though. Like yeah. it was... <laughs> It was, and I never really liked the song like that. So I was blown. Like, why do y'all care about this so much? Um, But I would say during my college years, like, you have to understand that when I got to college, like, hip hop went from being just like a music genre to a culture. So I like dove in like head first and it just took over everything around me. And then like my roommates were also hip hop heads. And then like, it's like my whole school was hip hop heads. (laughs) So it was very deep. Like it wasn't casualist casual at all. I remember the first party that I went to in college was DJ by DJ self. Shout to DJ self. And we was in a, Gwinning, Gwinning. <laughs> I was just talking to Self the other day. Self used to literally take me to go grocery shopping. Like, he wouldn't pay for my groceries, but, like, he would help me not have to put my groceries in a cart and push it up a hill. So shout out to the homies who used to look out. Um, but I remember, like, we were in an apartment, and he played Quiet Storm from Mob okay. Deep. This was a song that they would play in, in uh, Florida to, like, clear the club out. Mm-hmm. So... I was blown when like that song came on and the party turned yeah, up. Yeah, as soon as you hear that snare, it's up. It's up. <laughs> like, hot damn, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like that so that was that was like really a whole thing. But I would say songs that like came, like when you asked me this, like there was immediate songs that came to my mind. Foolish. Y'all, when Foolish came okay. out. It took over. I remember standing in front of my TV, not sitting on the bed, standing like, oh, okay, I see what they did. I see mm-hmm. what they did. I remember, um, and and I know you're probably like, well, we're talking about hip hop though, but they sample yeah. Biggie. Yeah, yeah. That's what made that song. It wasn't the vocals. Absolutely. Uh, Pass the Cavassier was yeah, another that one. That was a movement. And Bombs Over Baghdad. Okay. I live in a dorm room. <laughs> That basically, like, my sophomore year, my dorm room was, like, the last room before you took the path to all the classrooms. Mm -hmm. So all of our dorms were in, like, this, like, one sector, and you had to pass my dorm room last. So everybody who's going to class for, like, night classes had to pass (laughs) my room. So I would do the hour of power every day from 5 to 6, because that was when people were going from their room to class. And I would always, when Bombs Over Baghdad came out, there was, like, a good two weeks where my closing record would always be Bombs Over Baghdad! Mm. 
mind you, when I say DJing, I'm literally playing CDs yeah. on a multi-disc changer. <laughs> Every college campus had a room like that that had the music on blast that was like a low-key influencer to the whole floor, the dorm or yes. whatever. So you would have room, okay? <laughs> that was us. That was us. And the last one I'll say is Give It To Me. When Give It To Me yes. came out, I remember being at a college party and they literally played it back-to-back six times and every single time, folks was like, When the rim is in the system. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any that you remember mine i had a roommate that would play the blueprint every morning like every <laughs> i was gonna morning. say that and i was like let me leave it off shout to my guy reggie hatchet every morning we would wake up to all i need <laughs> like every morning kitchen table that's where i learned my <laughs> That so, was yeah. the time. Yes, yes. Blueprint came out and literally like shook up the world. Like yeah. I just remember at that time when Blueprint came out, everybody being like, well, it doesn't get better than this. It doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what a good time. Taking it back. That's what we do with the Black Spin. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, I feel so fulfilled. <laughs> like my favorite thing. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're out of here. I hope everybody had a good one. And uh, I hope you have a safe Martin Luther King Day weekend. And for every promoter who is putting together a flyer for Martin Luther King Day weekend and saying that it's King Weekend, latest free before midnight, I feel like you don't have to put Martin Luther King on the actual flyer because that is always the funniest one for me. When people make these King Day weekend events and then put Dr. King on the flyer as they advertise bottle service. No. (laughs) (laughs) One of the funniest things I've literally ever seen was this brother who found who was like in the club and he took a picture with this dude and the caption was found Dr. King in the club. And when I tell y'all the brother that he took the picture with look exactly (laughs) like Dr. Martin Luther King. Gosh darn it. Maybe in honor of Dr. King this weekend I will watch the famous Boondocks episode where Dr. Martin Luther King is uh, resurrected Yes, that's a great And he reminds Usher, Michael Jackson is not a genre. (laughs) Classic. And then he's like, a McRib? They found a way to make a rib into a sandwich? (laughs) Classic stuff. (laughs) Classic stuff. All right, y'all. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Also, remember, I will be in Chicago, Illinois, doing stand-up comedy next weekend. Please go to AmandaSeals.com and get your tickets. Also announcing some other cities coming up, so make sure you also go to AmandaSeals.com and sign up for my newsletter so that you can stay up to date on when I'm coming to your city. I want to also, once more, shout out George Wallace, the legendary comedian, actor, and producer for joining us for For the Record and uh Dropping jams. And if you missed him on Group Chat Thursday, then maybe you need to go wherever you get your podcast and check it out because he was definitely giving us a lot of insight and laughs. All right, y'all. Again, like I said, have a good weekend. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Bye. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.